For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Driving home from the mean streets of Woodenville, Washington. And by mean streets, I mean a... An industrial park with a brewery in it. It's Mother's Day tomorrow uh, as I record this. I guess it will have happened by the time millions of people listen to this podcast. I'm sorry I said that wrong. Hundreds of people. Thursday is kind of a hard one because uh, for mother's such a big job. It's like the most important thing in the world, probably in a lot of ways. Your mom, motherhood, literally, literally creates life. You know that about women, but they can turn a man's cum into a baby. <laughs> Why did I start so crude? But even besides that, even besides the breeding part, just like, you know, moms, they're amazing. Usually run the whole household, not always. My wife does. I mean, I do shit. I'm involved. But she's running shit. I'm the assistant manager. One of my old jokes, the only reason I get to be assistant manager is I am sleeping with the manager. But the reason Mother's Day is hard is like, one, I think it's important for the kids to acknowledge their mom. Like, they got lucky. They got a good one. They need to think about all the ways she makes their life better. Also, I want to acknowledge it. But then when you think about it in those terms, like, what do I... What do I give this woman who gave me children and provides for my children emotionally and a million other little ways? What do I give her that makes her know how much I respect her and appreciate her as a mother? Is it a Starbucks gift card? 
<laughs> There's not a gift can't live up to that. Unless I suppose it's like I bought you a car, I bought you diamonds. Those car commercials are ridiculous anyway. There's all those Christmas car commercials where, you know, they walk out and like, hey, I bought you a Lexus. Like, good Lord. My wife would look at me like, you just ruined our life. You bought an $80,000 car without telling me? So I would never buy my wife a new car for Christmas or her birthday. But, you know, usually in those commercials they put like a bow on the new car. I would buy a bow and put it on her old car. Look, honey, I wrapped up our old shitty minivan. But I can't really get her a present that's gonna make her really feel how I feel. So I got some shit off of her Amazon gift list. A Hello Kitty backpack purse and a Hello Kitty wallet. What are you gonna do? I'll say the words. Also, my wife and I always joke, whenever, if it's Mother's Day or Father's Day or your birthday, whatever minor inconvenience happens on that day or whatever shitty thing you have to do because it's life, on that day, it's always like, oh, guess this is what I'm doing on Mother's Day. You know, if you take the garbage out on your birthday, well, guess this is what I'm doing on my birthday. There's that weird pressure too. So I'm like, what do you want to do? We want to go out to eat? You want to... Especially because I'm home. Like, a lot of times I'm flying home on Mother's Day. So I don't, I'm not even there in the morning. But she's like, I want to go to the zoo. That's how low maintenance she is. I'm like, you want to go to the zoo? Girl, I'll buy you a zoo. Well, not really, but I'll buy a bow and put it on the Tacoma Zoo where we're going tomorrow. I'm like, we can go to the zoo. Happy Mother's Day to all the uh, mothers who might be listening. And, uh, Happy early Father's Day to all the motherfuckers that might be listening. Why Why am I like this? I was raised better. I was thinking about this today. Uh, I went to a play. The Olympia High School production of Chicago. Uh, which was great. My daughter, my ninth grade daughter, Maisie, was in it. It was very good. I mean, pretty good to me. For a high school production, it seemed really good. Uh, but I was thinking about this because, you know, I went with my wife. And uh, how... 
because I, you know, I don't date. I've never, you know, I've been with my wife since we were 19. But if you're dating, if you're like, or I had to date someone new for some reason, you know, hypotheticals, how long until you go full asshole? And I don't mean how long until you actually are an asshole to the other person. I don't mean that. Although sometimes that happens too, right? There's like a honeymoon period and then, you know, when things are going great, you're every little thing... I love your cute little snores. And then, you know, two years later, you're like, I will smother you with a pillow. But I mean, how long until you, like, are, like, an asshole about the world, honestly, with another person? And what I mean is, like, you know, my wife and I, we've been together forever. So I don't remember never being full asshole. Maybe we started that way. But, like, today at the play... There was <laughs> a woman walked by and uh, I think I said something to my wife, wife like that is maybe the worst haircut I've ever seen on a woman. Quietly. You know, I mean, we're not, no one can hear us. We're not the two guys from the Muppet show. But I was like, that is a, look at that haircut. I mean, that's amazing. That's That's a terrible haircut. That's a terrible hairdo. And my wife was like, good lord, that is unfortunate. I was like, I think she looks like Bruce Valanche. <laughs> That's maybe an obscure <laughs> reference, but if you know who Bruce Valanche... Please, go, 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 Bruce Valanche. And then imagine this hypothetical woman I'm talking about and have yourself a chuckle. I'll give you a minute. Go Google it. I'll be here. So I said to my wife, she looks like Bruce Valanche. But how long? You, can you do that right away? Maybe you should do it right away. Let the person know who you are. But isn't that a good, isn't that a real solid part of any relationship, making fun of the world around you in a petty, judgmental way? Look at these people. Maybe I would. It's so for the whole concept of me going on like a first date is so uh, foreign to my brain. Like you know, I don't think I did that since high school. Even the people I was with after high school, I never. It was never like let's go on a date. So it's real hypothetical for me to think about it, but just imagining, like, you know, you meet someone, you go out, and then your, whatever, your waiter comes over, and then he leaves, and you're like, Jesus Christ. It's the tightest shirt I've ever seen. You're not supposed to buy the size shirt you wish you were. That dude hasn't been a medium since he was in 8th grade, I don't think. I can see his nipples. 
Do you do that from the go? I mean, first date, do you go, hey, (laughs) two tables over. Don't look right away. Two tables over. That might be the ugliest woman I've ever seen in my life. Don't look. Don't look. My wife and I say pretty horrible things to each other. It's like kind of like it's a relief from the rest of the world. You gotta walk around not saying everything that pops into your lizard brain. So it's kind of nice to be with someone where you can like. be a judgmental dick to the world. Not that I walk around raiding everyone. Nice to meet you. You're a six at best. I don't, that's not how I go through life. I don't think I'm the most judgmental person in the world, but we're a human, that's what we do. cats run around my backyard and sometimes neighboring cats will come over and some of them they're friendly with and some of them they hate and you're like why does their asshole smell weird why don't you like this cat humans are no different we're just as judgmental Anyway, nothing says Happy Mother's Day like watching an elephant shit. I actually have a very vivid memory of taking Johnny to the zoo when my, you know, my son was almost 21. I've taken him to the zoo when he was, uh, you know, four, and uh, we watched an elephant shit, and I, it's really. I mean, it's the size of an adult male's head. What comes out of that elephant's butt. And that makes a pretty significant sound when it hits the ground. And, uh... You know. My son looked at it like he just saw Jesus come back. He was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I kind of agreed with him. I also have a memory, I think we used to go to the zoo quite a bit. Uh, I have a memory of uh, telling Johnny uh, that he was going to be a big brother. Because we weren't going to tell him yet, but then he wanted my wife to carry him around. And she wasn't supposed to because she was pregnant. Uh, And so we sat him down on a zoo bench. And we're like, well, the reason mom can't carry you around... Because you are 17 and it's embarrassing. Uh, no, he was four or five. I guess he must have been four when she was pregnant. And uh, we're like, because uh, mom is pregnant. 
was like, is it a brother? I don't think we knew then. I can't remember, but... He really wanted a brother. Uh, did not get one. In fact, we took him to the ultrasound where they determined the, the, uh, the, the sex of the child. This was a different time. Gender was less fluid in the mid-2000s. Uh, we, went, we went to the ultrasound and... Uh, I guess this all got set up because we had a cat that had recently died. Snappy. <laughs> Our son named the cat Snappy. But Snappy had just died. Ate the neighbor's rat poison and then died. And then we're like, well, we'll probably get a new cat. So that happened right before we went to the ultrasound. Uh, we took him. He's probably five or almost five. And then, you know, the whatever, the nurse or whatever it is, is like, do you want to know the gender of the child? We're like, yes. And they're like, well, it's a girl. And we're like, whoa. I think we, Christy and I were kind of excited because, you know, we had a boy already. Let's get the full experience. So the nurse goes, it's, it's, it's a girl. And my five-year-old son, Johnny, goes, well... If it dies, maybe we can have a boy then. Because that is what had just happened with our cat. But that nurse looked at us like, Should I call someone? Is this a code red right now? weird thing about you know there's exceptions but just mothers and fathers in general like I'm a very open warm person uh, in general like I'm not a lot of men are very closed down emotionally I think I'm a pretty emotionally vulnerable person I, I uh, fairly in touch with my feelings not really the kind of dad where you wouldn't want to talk about certain stuff in front of, I don't think. Or definitely not the kind of dad like, you know, when your father gets home. Of course, it's a little different when you're a road comic. When your father gets home in four days, he'll hear about this. That's not, I'm not that kind of dad. I'm not like a, a super strict disciplinarian presence. I mean, I, I can discipline. But my point is, like one of my daughters will come home from school. Like I'll pick him up. I'll be the first one to see him. And I'm like, how, how was school? And they're like, it was good. Anything exciting happen? No. I got a B on a test. I'm like, okay. And then my wife comes home. And then one of my daughters will run to my wife crying. She's like, what's wrong? She's like, I had a hard day at school. I'm like, hey. You could have told me. 
you know. They want it from her. They get it from me sometimes. I think people are the least well-adjusted version of themselves in front of their mom. Good and bad moms, but just that thing of like, you keep it together for the rest of the world, you ought to be tough, and then you're around your mom and you're just like, people are mean. I know, honey. feel like no one gives up more of themselves than mothers do. Like, obviously, when you have kids, no matter your gender, it's a huge life change. Uh, but moms, they, I mean, you become an entirely different person. Like, just the sacrifice built into motherhood is different than it is for fatherhood. It just is. That's why, that's why you see those stories of some mom who just wanders off from a soccer game into the woods because she couldn't take it anymore. She gave up too much. But that, it's not even symbolism. Like, a baby literally feeds from the body they grew in. I'm a very pretty conscientious father but I just I don't like even last night my wife uh, uh, my daughter was out with some friends after the play doing stuff at a restaurant or whatever it was late my wife was very sleepy I had just gotten home from a show I'm a professional comedian uh, and I was like why don't you uh Oh, I wasn't home. I called her because I was driving home. And uh, she was like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, well, why don't you go to sleep? Because I feel like I should be awake until she gets home. I'm like, well, just leave your phone on. When she gets home, she'll get home. Whether you're asleep or awake, what is the... I I just don't... I won't be able to sleep. I won't be able to be comfortable. Until I know she's home. Not that she was like real worried about it, but she just knew I'm staying up till she gets home. I think I love my kids as much as my wife does. I just go to bed. I'd leave the phone on in case she needed me. That's why people buy their dad a shitty tie on Father's Day. I don't know what I'll do for Father's Day. I'll probably go to the zoo. I hurt myself. 
I wish, I kind of wish I uh, had video of it happening because I still can't quite put it together. But I injured myself. Like an old man, I fell down at my house. I was in the backyard. Stepped off our little deck. I mean, I. it's like an on-the-ground deck. It's like four inches, maybe. And I guess I must have stepped down onto, like, it's like these little uh, cement brick-like slabs put together, sort of. And there, there's a gap in one of them. I think I just perfectly stepped into the gap. I had no shoes on, no socks on. Um, I was actually going to go to the hot tub. Yeah, I make a decent living. Uh, and I don't... I just... I guess I perfectly stepped like a right pinky toe into that hole, into that gap. And I don't... A pain shot through my... It was like... I just fell... I went all the way down. All the way down. Uh, my elbows are a little scraped up. Not that bad. My uh, right pinky toe looks... Real bad. Real fat and purple. I don't think it's broken. I mean, I was with great confidence telling Christy that, like, it's not broken because I can move it. I don't even know if that's true. Is that true? That you wouldn't be able to move it if it was broken? Anyway. I don't exactly know how it happened, but I, uh... <laughs> I'm limping around a little bit. Might need a little rascal at the zoo tomorrow. Uh... I'll be alright. But there's been a few times in my life where I hurt myself and I'm in pain. You know, there was like a little, there's scraping, there's blood, there's just like, and also like, it's like all around my foot is a little, uh, like the muscles are sore. And I'm okay, it's not that big a deal, but like, uh, they amputated it right below the knee, but it's fine, I'm good, I'm still going to the zoo. Didn't miss the show. But there's been a few times in my life where I hurt myself, and I am in pain, but I am also taking inventory while it's happening. Where I'm like, am I okay? Is this serious? What? One of those times was when I got in a car accident last year, and that one I wasn't actually really in pain. It's just like I got hit. Sure, I ran a red light, but that guy should have seen me. <laughs> Green means go unless someone else doesn't know red means stop. And then you got to pay attention. Everyone knows that. No, but I got hit and spun around. And like I was slightly jostled. But it, just the impact and the... Whatever, the shock of it. I was just sitting facing the wrong way uh, on the other side of the road. And I was like... I start doing inventory. Am I all right? Is there blood? What just, you know what I mean? No, I'm okay. Okay. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I'm not, nothing is seriously injured. Like, even when I finally got out of the car, it was like gingerly, like, am I going to notice that I'm, 
like broken ankle and didn't notice or something, but I'm like, oh, okay, I'm okay. And that's what I was doing. Uh, laying in my backyard, like, after falling to the ground. Where I'm like, okay, this hurts. I'm in a great deal of pain, but like, I think I'm alright. Everything's okay. Nothing too serious. I had the same thing one time when I, uh, I hadn't ridden my bike in a long time. And I just got a, I got a hankering to do it. I was like, I gotta start riding my bike. Pulled it out of the garage. Different house than we live now. This is pre-kids. That's how long ago it was. And I start pedaling around. Probably sweating a lot. I was not in great shape then. I'm not in great shape now, but I was in worse shape then. I mean, this is pretty fun. Bikes are fun. I start going down this pretty steep hill uh, where we lived on the east side of Olympia. And then uh, I realized as I'm picking up speed, uh, my brakes don't work. I can hear, I squeeze the brakes all the way down and I just hear this like, shh, like they're barely touching the wheel, but they are not stopping the forward progress of the bike in any way. It is not slowing down. I am picking up speed down this long ass hill. I'm looking towards the bottom of the hill. There is a Either I can go straight through a curve where cars could be coming. I could go straight into an apartment complex parking lot. But again, cars are like coming around this blind corner that I can't see. Or I could try to make that corner, but I'm going so fast, there's no way I'm going to make that sharp right turn. So I am hauling ass with no brakes on my shitty bike and I re I almost calmly I was just like I'm gonna have to jump off so I go kind of over to the side and there's like you know up next to the curb there's like grass and then there's sidewalk and so I'm like alright I'm going for the grass I'm going, I'm going real fucking fast. But I just know whatever happens at the bottom of this hill is going to be bad. And I'll be going even faster by the time I get down there. I never thought, I don't know, maybe I'll stick a foot on a tire and try it, slow it down. I didn't, I was just like, I got to jump. And so I did. And I think I hit the grass, but I was pretty fucked up. Like there was, I was definitely deeply scraped up. I was in a ton of pain, but I was just sitting there like, okay, I'm in a tremendous amount of pain, but like trying, okay, I don't think I broke anything. Holy shit. I jumped off of a speeding bike going downhill and I didn't break anything. And then I walked home. 
because uh, I think the bike got bent up also. I walked very slowly home with just like blood pouring down my legs. I think when I got home, Christy was like, Jesus Christ, we should break up. it wasn't even like oh no I have to jump off my bike I could die did I have a helmet on don't even remember I didn't hit my head though but it was just almost calmly in the moment well I think I gotta jump off now or this gets even worse So yeah, I got kind of a jacked up foot at the moment. But you should see the other guy. I don't like being injured. No one likes being injured. But I don't know, when I was a kid, this isn't a sign of health. Uh, but did you ever, when you were like younger, did you ever get jealous of like the kid in class who had crutches? Or a cast. I did. <laughs> this is some classic middle child shit, I think. But I'd always be like, oh man, Timmy gets to use crutches for six months. So lucky. In fact, when I had, I had a surgery on my elbow when I was seven. Because uh, some cartilage chipped off or whatever, so my elbow would not extend all the way. It was like permanently, not in like an L shape, but it would not extend all the way. Uh, until they, you know, now it would be like arthroscopic surgery or some shit. Then they, I got, I still got two big scars on each side of my elbow. They just went in and dug all the cartilage out and bone chips out. And they were like, they gave me a cast. It was like a, not a hard cast, but they like wrapped it up and then they gave me a sling. And they're like, you probably only need this for a couple of days. And then just be careful. But I do think, I do think I talked my parents into letting me take that sling at least one day to school. Give me one day. I don't have a cast for them to sign. Give me the sling. Give me some of that unhealthy attention. But I also find being like, when things go wrong, it's like embarrassing. Like I had an ingrown toenail. I'm embarrassed telling you about it. Uh, a few months ago. And like I went to the urgent care because it got real bad just like infected and shitty and painful and I'm like oh god I gotta go to the doctor about this so embarrassing there's people who look like they're dying in the lobby and they're like what can we see about today I'm like I have a hand grown toenail it's like humiliating 
But then I'm like, why? Why is it humiliating? But that's how I feel sometimes. Like my toes all fucked up because I forgot how to walk in the backyard. Such an idiot. Anyway, these are all the ingredients that make me travel the world seeking attention on my terms as a stand-up comic. That's really what stand-up comedy is. It's uh, people who would like to take control of the narrative. I'll tell you what you're supposed to laugh at about me. I want to be in control of that. Also, there's a weird thing that happens. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, my foot doesn't feel great. But then, uh, as, it go, as it got more and more purple, like, it doesn't feel great with my shoe on, but then if I take my shoe and sock off and I look at it and I go, oh, that looks bad, now it really hurts. <laughs> That looks bad enough, my brain has to conjure up a pain worthy of how it looks. I was talking to my mom. Uh, and it's, you know, things that happen in your childhood, you see through child's eyes, right? And then all of a sudden, you're an adult with your own kids and you think back and you're like, wow, that's crazy. When I was little, uh, you know, my parents have three children also. When I was little, all three of my parents' children, me, my younger brother, my older brother, we were all in the hospital at the same time. brother Sean, eventually that they got his spleen taken out. Uh, my younger brother was in the hospital quite a bit for having seizures and all kinds of stuff, and I believe I had pneumonia. I mean, I can't imagine if all three of my kids were in the hospital. You know, I'm guessing on the ages, but we were probably like... 10, 8, and 6 or something. Or maybe 8, 6, and 4 or whatever it was. That's insane. Me and my brother Joel were in the same hospital room in Aberdeen, Washington. And then uh, my brother Sean was in a hospital in Seattle, Washington. So my dad was in Seattle with my older brother and my mom was in Aberdeen. Neither one of those are cities we lived in. Those were... But, uh... That's insane. No wonder my mom's a little twitchy. Good lord. And my mom was telling me the story. Because I was kind of saying, like, that's insane. I mean, now that I'm a parent, that's so wild. You must have been going crazy. 
And then and uh, she was telling me about it. And she's like, you were the last one who got sick. And, you know, I was in Aberdeen with Joel because he was sick. Your dad was in Seattle with Sean because he was sick. And so we, you had been, uh, we pawned you off on family friends who were staying with you. And then they called us and were like, I think you need to take Gabe in. He sounds terrible. And then she was like, and I felt so guilty because I didn't even notice. We were paying so much attention to the other kids, we didn't even notice you were sick. And then I switched right back <laughs> from being an adult to being a kid. And I was like, you didn't even notice? As I grab a microphone and head towards stage, you'll notice me now! <laughs> anyway, being a parent's an impossible job. So, have fun, everybody. Alright, that's enough rambling. We're going to call that a podcast. Uh, thanks. Oh, I wanted to say thank you to a uh, podcast listener... Michelle, who came to see me in Vegas. I don't think just to see me in Vegas, but she did come. She even brought a bird book for me to sign because she likes my bird joke, uh, which was very sweet. Awesome to see you. I appreciate all of you who listen. Um, I would say I appreciate the people who don't listen, but they're not, they wouldn't hear it, you know? If you thank a tree in the woods and no one's there to hear it, is it a thank you? Bye.